You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904. You want to get on the show with us this morning? Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show. You can email us as well. Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Some people don't like to call, so they like to use the email. So Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. Turn the alerts on. You can take us with you anywhere you go. Off week this week, and I think these players probably needed an off week and uh, a chance to heal up a little bit to maybe teach some guys that don't know some things uh, what's going on to get ready for a big game the next week over in uh, Baton Rouge. There's rumors out there that it's going to be a night game. They're going to make the Tennessee Georgia game, the 2.30 game, and the Bama game, the night game, 7 o'clock, I believe they were talking about. So we'll see when that announcement uh, comes out. Before we get started, we want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. When you build the five-star backyard, use Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. I know Joe's excited. The Chicago Bears will be on the field tonight, so he'll be all glued up to the TV uh, for hey, that. No, I won't. You won't? Well, I thought you were a Bears fan. Oh, shoot. I can't watch that team right now. I thought you stick with your team through thick I'll and thin. I'll watch them on Tuesday morning in 30 minutes. Oh. I'm not going to give them three hours of my time, <laughs> and you shouldn't either. Tonight's a great night to knock out the honey-do list. Yeah, I got uh, the last regular season game of fall ball tonight at 730. So. Uh, good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay, Barry. Uh, Blue Plate came out very, very good. Uh, won that one with a lot of people, a lot of texts saying that was a dumb, dumb call. But uh, Alabama won uh, big. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But the Blue Plate's five and four now, so it, I do continue to have a winning record. Uh, Astros won last night on Bryce Harper's home run, which means Astros won in four. Uh, they'll play the Phillies, and I think I'm correct in saying the games are not until Friday. Uh, they have not set a they have not set a time, but I think they're on Friday. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Steelers last night, sixteen to ten, and uh, Tua uh, was twenty one for thirty five, and one touchdown. Um, darn good for him. Uh, he took it on himself a couple of times running, and of course was a little bit dangerous, but he did that. And the Bears play the Patriots tonight at that seven fifteen. Roy McElroy. Came from behind uh, both Friday and Saturday, way down the list, and won, uh, Barry would like to know this, $1.9 million and was 17 under. Um, good for him. Uh, the, story of, the story of college football, in my opinion, is Duke, but we won't get into that. This guy's done one heck of a job at Duke and what he's been able to do with that team and to beat Miami the way they did. There's certainly a, a big-time credit to him as far as I'm concerned. My other kudos go to Gary Danielson, who I thought did a terrific job of, of helping uh, call the game in the LSU-Ole Miss game. Um, things I wasn't sure what happened, he could tell you before, almost before it happened, and I thought he was excellent. The other thing I thought was excellent was that Herb 
Herb Street and his group did a terrific job in uh, in saying some nice things about Pete Golden, or the, how he not he uh, Pete Golden didn't play any ga- play the game, but he he gave him in the right put him in the right right slots, and uh, the players played the game and the players won the game. But Pete Golden, uh, I was glad to see that because he does a good job and nobody thinks so. Who cares? Um, Alabama story uh, will be week after next, of course, when they play LSU. And then I guess when Georgia plays Tennessee, so that'll be a that'll be a big deal. So we've got a week to wait. Um, uh, I thought uh, South Carolina came out, got two or three big time breaks, seventeen to nothing before the national anthem, and they hung on the second half and and played awfully well. So LSU won as I predicted they might. I would I thought I so I picked, uh, and of course it wasn't a blue play. So. Um, Anyway, for Alabama, uh, they need to they need to get another runner, somebody else besides Gibbs that that, that will wear the defense. I think Bryce's arm is probably not quite where it needs to be. He'll he'll take these two weeks and, and get it where it, where it's correct. The wideouts are just what I said at the beginning of the year. The wideouts are certainly not near as good as the wideouts Alabama is used to, and I think it's going to be. Rough sledding down LSU, but uh, we'll see what happens. And that's all. Uh, I really thought, uh, Joe, and get your take on this as well, that Mississippi State paid for the calls that they didn't. Alabama didn't get in the Tennessee game. That was bad. They went overboard. Uh, one time they barely even pushed Bryce and gave a roughing the passer call. Uh, so you know, I could tell by what happened. The coach had been on the phone. Uh, with the SEC officials uh, during the week at the end. They had a pass interference call, and he went nuts on the sideline. So I don't like that, uh, that, you know, all of a sudden now we're going to go overboard and protect Bryce. And you pay in Tennessee – I mean, I'm sorry, Mississippi State pays for the calls that Alabama didn't get against Tennessee. If I were Mike Leach, that would really irritate me. I was out eating. I was out eating Friday night, and I ran. Lo and behold, I looked up, and there was head of all of all the officials. Oh my God, my name's got, his name's gone blank. I know him well. I know you. It's not but, Steve Shaw still. Yeah, is Steve it? Shaw. So Steve, Steve Steve came over to the table, and I said, Steve, I know you don't want to be on a show, but I'd love to have you on. He said, I, I, I don't want to. No, he said, I'll be on Wimp. When the season's over with, but he said it'd be ridiculous to be one call after another. And I, I, I don't have time to do all that, and I understand. So as I was leaving, uh, he's, he brought his wife in. As I was leaving, I went up, went over to his table, and I said, "I'm going to tell everybody I saw you eating, and you were looking at film." And uh, he laughed, and that was about all that was said. But he's he's a nice guy. I think he's the national correct uh, coordinator of officials now. Not only that, so you can't. You know, he's got people in each league that work for him, but I think he's a national coordinator of officials. I, I, I'm i sure you're right. Uh, I'll watch the game and watch it very closely, and uh, maybe, they, you know, it's it's very, very difficult to, for, for me to figure out what roughing the, roughing the uh, quarterback is. Yeah, Joe, I mean, and all of a sudden you look up, and late in the game, Alabama's only got two penalties. Uh, now, I'm going to give – Alabama some credit there. I'm not saying there were penalties that were missed, but I think coach got their attention. I think you always have to 
But you always call them out. You always send the film in because these guys are human. And so I, I don't think they want to make mistakes. And I think those guys said, man, they probably did. If they look at this stuff as a group, they probably did miss some calls in that Alabama-Tennessee game. And I think Coach is not going to use it as an excuse, but he thinks – Although they didn't play well, maybe that pass interference call at the end, which I still think it was pass interference, maybe just called too late, cost them the game. Um, Joe, any comment on that? Did you think the officials went a little bit overboard protecting Alabama Saturday night? Well, I do think the calls on Bryce were warranted, yes. But I but I do think that he got them because of uh, them turning them in and because of Coach Saban uh, kind of probably re- reaching out to the SEC office. Uh, so so yes, I, I, I on one sense I agree with you that 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 uh, Alabama got so, got those calls because of the missed calls uh, against Tennessee, but I, but I also think that uh, those calls against Bryce were legitimate. Yes. Well, I don't, I don't think about either one of. I, I just think that you got two two completely different official group officiating groups, and I, I I think probably the phone call is to all the officiating groups uh, to be darn sure that you you get things right and and talk a little bit about that as far as Nick Saban get changing the calls in the Mississippi State game I don't agree to that well, I, I think they went a little bit overboard uh, then all of a sudden we don't ever commit a penalty anymore and uh, I think they were a little bit I don't know it just seemed a little bit different there but uh, and I don't blame coach he's just fighting for his team he's doing what he's supposed to do maybe they caught it right and they hadn't been doing it but the Heisman Trophy winner Deserves a little preferential treatment there, uh, to be quite honest with you. you got to treat him like a star. All right, and all you people that are going on and on about Eli Ricks. Eli Ricks has got nobody to kick but himself, all right? Uh, if he were doing what he was supposed to do, they would have had him out there. Uh, the talent was probably never in question. The guy's a first-team All-American. We heard he didn't like to practice, didn't do. So when you do that, then you have to have a – Tennessee performance from your defensive back to where coach says, well, we might as well try him and see what, what can happen uh, there. He'll probably play well. And so actually coach probably turned his head on some things that he hadn't been doing. Maybe he's matured now. And coach talked to him and said, we got to have you. Uh, you can see that in the Tennessee game. I need you to come out this week. I need you to practice hard. I need you to justify me putting you in the game. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. And he did, and he did perform. But don't start blaming the coaches because this guy hadn't done what he's supposed to do. Now uh, he's gotten the opportunity. They've seen it, so he'll be given the benefit of the doubt. Well, you go by practice. You go by practice, and then you pick, you pick out your guys to play to start. And then when they do start and they falter, uh, then you got you get those other guys ready to play in their place. And that's what exactly what's happened. They know how to substitute. They know who played well that week. They know who's practiced that week. They know who played bad in the game, and they know who's the next one up. And so, you know, I don't pay attention to all that crap. That's just a bunch. Well, of I'm just saying he needs to take ownership there now, Coach. He's when that happens. Generally, the way you get in there is injury, or you change your habits, or the guys in front of you get absolutely torched, which is yeah. what happened against it's Tennessee. Exactly what happened. They got torched. <laughs> and so right. They said we got it. Joe, who was he? Uh, who was he taking time from? Uh, out Saturday, there? Terry and Arnold. Okay, 
uh, with Terry and Arnold, was he hurt? Was he fine? What What was the situation there? Just play another uh, guy? Just trying another guy? I think it was just trying to trying another guy. And he yeah. performed. Let's be honest. You looked at it and said, well, yeah, that's why, why, that's why they listed him first team preseason All-American. But they played uh, dime defense the whole night, well, most 90% of the night. So you had you know, Ricks and Kool-Aid playing the corners, and then you had Battle, Hellums, Branch and and Malachi Moore play playing the other four spots, so they played six DBs pretty much all night. Yeah, and I I am so tired of these coaches going for it on fourth down. If Mike if Mike Leach would have kicked some of those field goals, you got to get some points. Go they go for it. Even the LSU coach did it against Tennessee. Lane Kiffin does it all the time. Now, these guys go for it way too many times. On well, Lane Kiffin did it early and, and didn't make it, and then all of a sudden he got a 15-yard penalty and made it and scored. But uh, if, he, if the penalty hadn't been called, he wouldn't have made it. He's, uh, he's more astute with what he tries to do, I think. You know, does it on uh, – you know, he, he, went, he kicked the field goal some. I tried to kick the field goal in the game. But, uh, you know, he has a, his own mindset, I think. I think his, him kicking the field goal versus not kicking the field goal is has always been that way, and he's always fe- felt like that you'd like to have the football for four downs. And I think it's been costly to him in some cases. In some cases, he's won. Yeah, but I thought Leach should have taken the points there uh, early. Take the points early. When you don't make it, you demoralize your team and you energize the home yeah. team. You got to take yeah. the points. Well, it was, it was a hard game if you're, if you're using the 21 points as I was. I was glad to see the field goal made that made it twenty four. So if they scored, um, you know, we could I, I could get back on my twenty one points and uh it uh you know, the last play of the game they don't I don't there wasn't any gambling involved in the last play of the game where they scored. Um they don't they don't make any effort to either try one or two point conversion. Uh so there wasn't unless there were individual bets with people, uh the line was not affected. Uh, not on the game line, but, you know, they also have in-game lines. I don't know what that did to any of that stuff. All right, we'll take this break. Phone lines will be up at 205-342-9904. Uh, I thought the uh, officials went a little bit overboard, and Eli Ricks did get his opportunity. But don't blame the coaches. Blame Eli Ricks. But I think he'll get plenty of opportunity now because – uh, he looked like a guy that could really, really play. Two-minute truck, they're at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimates, 205-247-5050. It is two-minute truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on US 11 northbound at Vance Blockton Road in Vance. You can expect delays near Mercedes. Congestion 69 north at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Now's the time to head to Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. Amazing selection, special savings, and extra cash back on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning with the latest U.S. drought monitor showing much of West Alabama under moderate drought or with abnormally dry conditions. Some needed rain is in the forecast. But to get it, the National Weather Service in Birmingham says there is a severe weather threat, a slight risk. That includes the possibility of strong winds, hail, and the possibility of a tornado or two. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. 
Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Everybody loves Taco Costa. Everything we do in our store, we prepare in our store. You know, we hand cut all of our tomatoes. We block and shred our own cheese here in the store. Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellow Wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellow Wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny today with a warm afternoon, the high around 80. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 50. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. Those storms could be strong to severe, the high 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. They beat us every damn year. It's been a minute since we pulled out a win. I loaded the truck down with beer, drove down to watch them do it again. Welcome back to Inside Locker. I'm sure that song has uh, been selling pretty good over in Tennessee. Morgan Wallen with the new song out about beating Alabama. Pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. Uh, they got a gallery on the website to give you some great ideas. But when you do build it, uh, use Yellowwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Yeah, I think you're right, Dad. Uh, Bryce says they've... Got the injury, so he's probably not throwing a lot during the week. And uh, then he just tries to show up and throw on game day. Uh, and even a guy as talented as he is, you got to practice uh, during the week. Yeah. Maybe these two weeks will help him get it healed. But he did not – he didn't look like himself, and I think that's probably due to the lack of throwing during the week. Yeah, it's it's he and the doctor's call. The doctors have to have to visit with him during these two weeks to find out where he feels like he is. And to get him to understand that he's got, you know, he's got 14 days, not 14, but uh, double-digit days to to throw a little bit but be ready to go against the LSU, that team that's playing a lot better, has a little bit more confidence than they had early in the year. And uh, when they got down the way they did against Ole Miss, you know, had the ability to bounce back. Uh, they've got a lot more character at LSU. And I, don't, I don't mean to get off on that. They have a lot more character playing football at, at LSU than they do. That's the reason Ricks is the way he was. He he was going to practice the way he practiced under the old coach at LSU, and he saw that wasn't going to work. 
So, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's, I think he'll be ready to play. I think the wideouts um, continue to need work uh, in their in their pass patterns, uh, route patterns uh, to, to catch, and and uh, I don't know how they good, how good they can be, but uh, I think it's going to be. And we, you know, we might as well start talking about it since we're open this week. It's it's going to be a probably a night game. And it's going to be a very, very tough atmosphere the way it has been. I know, understand, atmosphere is atmosphere makes you play harder. Uh, positive stuff makes you play better, uh, and that's that's the plus is for that's the plus is for playing at home. Well, it also, uh, Alabama hasn't played well on the road, and also makes you have more mistakes when that place is loud. You can't communicate right. and. Uh, so that happens there. Right, if you look at the league now, Georgia's sitting there four and zero. Tennessee three and zero. They'll clash. Uh, South Carolina with a huge win. What is going on with Texas A and M? Jimbo Fisher. They just for whatever reason just. Well, they ran the. You know, I don't know if you saw it. Well, you probably didn't. They 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 ran a running. They ran ran an opening kickoff yeah, back it. for it. Okay, I saw it. But then they got up seventeen zip, and then you look like it looked like. They were going making the field goals and cutting into three, cutting three off, six off. They got to six. I didn't go for the touchdowns where maybe Lane Kiffin would have. And uh, it, it looked like as as they left the field at the halftime that uh, you had a. I had a feeling that A uh, and M had a good chance to come back and win the game, but uh, things turned around and and Carolina continued not continued but played better even though they got the breaks in the first half they continued to get a little bit better in the second half and it was it was a, a good win for me you're right Jimbo Jimbo's got a buyout and of course everybody's talking about, about that kind of stuff now uh, he's got a buyout that's a booger bear and um, so they're not going to buy him out I don't think at all this season but uh, we'll wait and see. Yeah, he uh, they're sitting there, and then Arkansas, you know, they're one and three in the league, uh, with Auburn on the bottom there. Mississippi State two and three, Ole Miss three and one, LSU four and one, and Alabama four and one. But uh, Ole Miss has got some losses coming there, so I got to go down to uh, Brian Kelly. If it weren't for the guy at Tennessee, I think he should be up for Coach of the Year. When you uh, there's three of them, yeah, three of them. I think uh, I think Brian Kelly. I think you're right there. I think uh, certainly South Carolina and uh, the coach of the year in the SEC will be the coach at uh, Tennessee. Yeah, provided they keep doing what they're doing. But uh, I think this guy they lost the very first game to Florida State. Obviously missed the extra point, and they dropped one game. And he did address it after the games. And you know the Tennessee game really wasn't as bad. I. I I heard our team by taking some chances and going for it on fourth down instead of just trying to keep it close. We tried to play to win the game, but if I played it differently, it wouldn't have been the score wouldn't have been uh, quite that bad. So uh, this quarterback for LSU seems to really be improving. Uh, so I do think it'll be a much more uh, difficult game than we thought at the beginning of the season. What would you think the line would be two weeks in uh, a week in two weeks in advance? I know Tennessee's I got to play Kentucky this week. But what do you think the line will be uh, uh, on in the Georgia Tennessee game, Joe? What do you think? I think uh, Georgia will be favored. Uh, I say Georgia will be favored by eight, five, eight. Yeah, right in there. Eight. I would say. I would say. Uh, be, I would say be more, no more than three. 
No, Martha, who will, what will the line be in the Alabama LSU game, Joe? Uh, Bama 12. <laughs> what do you think, Dad? Give me some of that. <laughs> Who would you take if it was Bama? Plus I would two? say I would say eight. Take it, take a touchdown away, eight or nine, uh, maybe for Alabama. But uh, that'd be it. Eight, eight would be all I, I could give on that one. Uh, we'll see. They may even have a line. LSU's off this week as well, I believe. So there may even be a line out on on that particular game. But uh, that Georgia Tennessee, I don't see Georgia being a over a touchdown favorite. I'd say they'll keep it around four or five, somewhere like that. Uh, uh, ten, Tennessee can really, really score. Let's see who Tennessee's got this week. Uh, I was, oh, they got Kentucky. Kentucky yeah, Kentucky. Uh, I, I was a little bit surprised uh, at uh, what's the games I talk about? Uh, not Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, not, not that one. Uh, 22 and a half points. Georgia's favorite of Florida, 22 and a half points. I think I think that's right. You think that's too many? Well, Florida, uh, Florida. He, this guy does a good job of, 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 I think, of getting his team prepared for each game, and they're not quite talented enough to win some of those games. But I think he, I think he, his his plan to play the particular game against different opponents is about as good as anybody in the league. And they're not winning that big, and they're losing at home. Of course, lost at home to Kentucky. Uh, but I think he. I think you have to be careful when you're if you're gambling against him because he, he he'll come up and, and do some things that that will hurt the, the team that you think's the, the the big favorite. Also, over the weekend I did watch Clemson and I did too. Uh, I was messing with States and Blake. They were over there together, yeah. Atlanta, and I kept telling States, "Y'all got to get that quarterback out of there," and they did. Uh, he and. The freshman came in. Of course, Dabo's come back and says the DJ's our starter. He's our yeah. leader. I text Dabo and I got a te- nice text back from him. Congratulating him. Oh. So what would what would Clemson finish in the SEC? Would they where would they finish in the SEC West? In the SEC West, yeah. oh, I'd say in top three. In the East, what would they be in the East? Mm. Third. Buying Georgia, yeah, I'd and Tennessee. say that's somewhere in there three. I don't know, it's somewhere. In so why would why would Clemson ever even want to go to the SEC? Why would you want to fight that? You're over there in the ACC. You can dominate it uh, each and every year, pretty much. I almost think they want to go. Yeah, if I were if I were Dabo, I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I think the Big Ten has gotten away from them. I think that they're heading to to Oregon and Duke. Oh, excuse me, not Duke. Oregon and um, and Washington. I think they're heading in that direction because I'll tell you one thing, Oregon, they've done a really good job of bringing their team back. Uh, they played awfully well. It was a good win against UCLA. Yeah, and uh, everybody was crushing Bo Nix uh, game one. Bo Nix going out there and uh, probably played himself into being a draft pick, uh, to be yeah. quite honest with you. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Lover and Hayes, and we'll get to Max. Prince Clover and Hayes, attorneys that we talk about each and every day, outstanding outstanding attorneys who have been very successful. Three four five one two three four. Have a problem? Don't know exactly what that problem uh, encounters? Then just give them a call and then go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them in person. Uh, you'll get some idea on the telephone as you visit with them. You're going to find these guys are, are gentlemen. They know the law. They know the changes in the law. They're able to represent you in the right way. 
I think that you can't find anybody any better. 205-345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. Listen, Todd, 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide sports update. The Alabama Crimson Tide defeated the Mississippi State Bulldogs 30-6 on Saturday. The Crimson Tide kept its SEC West record perfect despite going through adversity. Nick Saban provided context and clarity for the Jermaine Burton situation. A preseason All-American made his presence felt in his first start with the Tide. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on US 11 northbound at Vance Blockton Road in Vance. You can expect delays near Mercedes. Congestion 69 north at Union Chapel. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Now's the time to head to towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. Amazing selection, special savings, and extra cash back on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. COVID-19 has disrupted our lives, but it won't have the last word. We will. Across Alabama, Thousands are getting vaccinated to protect themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to get conversational in another language? Please stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's Move Over Law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this state. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room. Right here on Tide 100.9. Well, in North Carolina, way back in the hill, me and my old baby, and he had him still. He brewed a white line until the sun. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure to the pine from GreatSouthernYellowwood.com. If you want to last. Use pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. You know what that music means? We'll get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. He's a former assistant Ole Miss, Troy, Florida State. Uh, been doing radio for numerous years. Does an absolutely excellent job of breaking it down. Our main man, Coach Max Howell. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, Max. Doing great, guys. How are y'all this morning? Good. Um, Mississippi State comes in. I don't know how how prepared they are, but uh, I guess they're okay. But I thought they played pretty good defensively. Uh, I yeah, thought they, they uh, yeah, and I think that you know Alabama struggled a little bit with their with their with their passing, and with only one runner, uh, Gibbs, they're gonna have to get more than that in order to be successful as they play these other people. Uh, just analyze the state game for us. Yeah, I think of course you know you look at Roger. I think it was thirty for sixty in average. Yeah, just like last year when Alabama played them, they averaged about eight yards, you know, a pass. 
And that's, I think that's the downfall of that system, by the way. That, I, Alabama mixed it up again. I think they got four sacks. Uh, they got six or seven last year. Uh, what amazed me early in the game was that it, all, it was almost like Coach Sabian said, you guys don't touch them. I mean, don't, let, the, let the wide receiver, y'all cover them, but don't touch them. They, they act like they played cautious. And I think what they didn't get for a couple of penalties the whole ball game. But I think that showed up in what they worked on this past week. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I thought they would have gotten a few more points in the, in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, they, they scored 49 last year, and I was thinking they'd probably get up around 40 again this year. Uh, but they got they got enough to win. Uh, Mississippi State advertised, Coach, that Leach's system, and that's what they call it, the system is gets better after the third year. Well, I think the, the what's I read into that is the offense has been they mastered the offense with the quarterback. Now they turn this, their attention to the defense and, and to the special teams, and I think that's what we've seen uh, in that. But you know they're they're a six seven win team in the SEC. They cannot use that system and expect to win against a good football team. Just you know dumping it off at six eight ten yards pop. They got to be able to throw the deep ball and complete it. And now. That basically, that's what I saw. I, I didn't check the, the the substitution pattern for Alabama. But after they got up, I'm sure they were they were running the two threes and then the third fourth quarter. They uh, really didn't. They but, they didn't really empty the bench much, Max. Uh, and I yeah. thought early. I think these coaches now they go for it too many times on fourth down. Don't you have to take the points yeah. if you're Mississippi State? It's the, you've had Absolutely. a hard enough time scoring on them over the years. And to, sure. to go for it all the time on fourth down when you're in field goal range and you don't make it, I think it, you energize Alabama and you demoralize yeah. your team. Just your thoughts. They on didn't that. have a kicker. Yeah, well that may be that may be right on that on the other side. They, you know, they may wait. Maybe he weighs that out and say, if I don't, you know, if I don't get inside the twenty or wherever, where you know, my kicker is mediocre at best. Uh, you know, he he weighs out to see if it's not completion rate now. You know, the guy's got about a 65, 68% completion rate. He didn't have it the other last night, uh, Saturday night, but that's been his average. Uh, but they don't play a team that plays like Alabama does every week either. So, uh, and I think that's been the, really the nature of his success. Uh, but, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week going in uh, this this game. We know that the secret to stopping that offense is, get, you know, get more people in the backfield and they block. And, that, and again, that's what they did. Uh, so, I, I, you know, over here I get a lot of talk about uh, until they play Alabama or do they play, uh, you know, some of the teams at the upper echelon of the SEC, he's not going to win it, not with uh, not with the system he's using offensively. Yeah. That. Um, the Ole Miss game, Ole Miss jumps out there with a, with a decent lead, yep. up to touchdown lead. I, I, and this is just going to sound silly to you. I think LSU has more character than they than they had other other coaches. I think he's I think he's tried to weed out uh, guys that you know. And and I think he got a pretty good football team. I don't I, the way he coaches on the sidelines quite different. But they yeah. they they're much so much better defensively. I thought going into the game, maybe they weren't, but I thought they were uh, than than Ole Miss was and. Uh, um, Lane, you know, he didn't, he, you know, he's, he is what he is, but, uh, they don't have enough, they've got good players, but they don't have enough of them. No, no doubt about it. And they got the number of transfers. Coach, eight of those kids on defense weren't even on campus in, in August. 
and came in late on the, on the portal. Uh, so that was that's one thing to do. And they're gonna try to outscore you. That's that's his whole. It's a, he's an offensive minded guy. He does a good job picking and choosing. But the other side of that, uh, LSU is getting better. They they didn't bring. I don't think they brought him at six or eight through the portal. They maintained that they already had the talent there. They just weren't being coached. And if you notice the line of play on both sides, they put their business on both sides of the ball up front. Uh, and that's that, that's based on talent. And uh, they did it. And, you know they did it with, with as you pointed out with character. And, uh, you know, they were just a strong player. And they're getting better uh, each week that they play. So uh, they impressed me. I'll be honest with you. I, I thought that was by far their best ball game. And I think, you know, Ole Miss jumped out to 14-3 to in the first quarter and should, probably should have been 21-3. to They scored on the next play and it started in the second quarter. But uh, it's, their, their offense is built around finesse, and they still do not have enough players on defense. They're going to lose two or three more. They're well, going uh, yeah. into that ball game. This uh, this November the fifth game now is LSU be ready to play when they go to Baton Rouge, <laughs> Alabama. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt they will be. Yeah, I mean they, we could see something else. I don't think they're quite as good as Tennessee because Tennessee took them to the woodshed, you know, two weeks ago down there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, they're going to play hard. They're better now than they were when they played Tennessee, and I think they 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 are beginning to believe in themselves as much. Look, I don't think anybody. Thought that uh, there was an empty cupboard on talent down there. I mean, they, they've done a good job recruiting. Uh, I think basically uh, their downfall has been on the sidelines. And I think that's picked up now. So uh, I'm glad to see it. You know, I, I think I think Florida needs to be good in the East, and I think LSU needs to be good in the West uh, to give to give us competition on both sides uh, to make the conference as strong conference as, as it has been. Uh, Max, I think the worst job right now is to be in the administration at Texas A&M or be a Texas A&M fan. Wow. Uh, you're sitting there stuck with this big contract you've given this guy, and they recruit well, evidently, on paper. But uh, yep. what, what's going on there, Max? And what, is uh, there well, anything I, Texas A&M can do with Jimbo Fisher, or is it is just stuck with him? No, it, it, it depends on Jimbo. I mean, Jimbo's got the reins in his hands. I mean, you know, he could he could work about with them and ease on out to keep getting embarrassed. But guys, I'm okay that we talked about it. You know, it's kind of we're tongue in cheek, but he's an eight four coach. He did never guys. He won that one national championship with one guy, and he caught he caught the ACC down that year uh, when when he got a hold of James Wilson. And, you know, and they, he brought it to a national championship. And if just remember who the athletic director is at, at, at Texas A and M. That helped create all that. The guy was at Ole Miss, uh, so I'm just saying, there's you know, there's a lot of internal stuff that has gone on uh, out, with, particularly with them. And if they don't, I don't know how they're going to resolve it other than write a check. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yeah, they're, they're one play away from beating Alabama, and if they beat Alabama, yeah. things okay. That's the problem, <laughs> though. Oh, they play like that against right. Alabama, and they turn around and. Uh, give up opening kickoff or touch. They just they're just so up and down. They have enough talent to yep. play Alabama like that, but then they don't beat the people yep. they're supposed to beat. You know where that comes from? Barry? That comes from practice every day. Yeah, it's the emphasis they put at practice. I'm telling you guys, those kind of games are won and lost from Monday to Thursday, not on not on Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. Uh, and then of course if the game goes to the sideline. In my opinion, in, in a close game uh, like that, and he and he just you see all this. You know, you see, I saw basically it's such a, 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 a non-comparison. There's uh, there's Mike Leach over there with one little postcard worth of stuff written on it. You got Jimbo got 
laminated sheets in front of him. Got to run, you know, run a corporation uh, over a ball game. So, you know, it's, it's all together in the personalities and how they handle it. Uh, get that word to the players is the whole key. If they don't do it during the week, then it ain't going to happen on Saturday. Yeah. Is, ten- is Tennessee's scheme is Tennessee's scheme a lot different? Because I think Tennessee's scheme, what I watch them with cotton picking time, they run it. <laughs> Is their scheme a lot different than state? And, and I know I understand it's players. I got that they got hookers, so I shouldn't say sure. it. I shouldn't. I shouldn't go by scheme. I guess. But do they? Okay, here's the question then: Do they do things differently offensively with their passing game? Yep, they do. Absolutely, they do. Coach, it's, the, the Tennessee is a man. What, what we call a man, uh, a man coverage in a, in a man offense. They're going to yeah. throw to the wide receiver because they spread them out from sideline to sideline. Not hash mark to hash mark. You got another twenty yards in there, kid on each side uh, that you got. Those kids can run, and those kids can run. Now they're the four three guys, yep. the three of them. They can run. Now if you go back and analyze Mississippi State. They go. Rogers is a good quarterback, and he may be a decent quarterback for the NFL. He's a big, strong kid. He's smart, but he throws to a spot, and it's up to the wide receiver to get to that spot. Yep. And most people are going to rush three and drop four linebackers with two safeties. Yeah, behind them, and they go pick a spot, and, go throw, and the receiver's got to get to it. You know, you line them up like we used to and put them nose up on the sideline and, and hit them, you know, time to, they come off the ball. You can't hold them, but you hit them and get them off stride. That's the reason they didn't complete again a team like Alabama. They can be their defensive backs are better than their wide receiver, but the schemes are completely different. Uh, and you and it, just don't take anything away from Tennessee's quarterback either. Uh, that kid's he, that kid's a, a smart kid. He's a little bit older, yeah. uh, mature, and uh, he's a pretty tough kid. He can run the football as well as you know he can scramble around back there and find a wide receiver. So he's a good player. Yeah, uh, Max, South Carolina. Uh, they wow. seem to really enjoy playing for Beamer. I think they'll win the next two games. They, they, they play Missouri yeah. and Vanderbilt. That'll put them at seven and two. Uh, then I think they'll probably lose the last three. They're at Florida. They got Tennessee yeah. at home and at Clemson. But uh, yeah. that, that thing seems to be heading in the right direction. I think he's a good fit there. Uh, people didn't well, – they weren't crazy about Will Muschamp. They seemed to really like uh, Shane Beamer. Florida. <laughs> they seemed to like <laughs> Shane Beamer. Uh, the fans seem to like he's kind of a down-to-earth guy there, but but a competitive guy. I think they're heading in the right direction, don't you? They are, but you know what? He's, he's going to be short-lived in South Carolina. Somebody else is going to grab him. You think? Oh, I, I guarantee you. And I tell you already, look at Auburn. Uh, I can tell you, he's high on the list right now. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. So I, I here's what I, my daughter's, her husband, big, uh, they, they, season ticket holders, they got a box and all that stuff. And uh, they they called me during the ball game. Knowing that I, at least I can talk to them about it. But the fact is, is what we saw Saturday with that game, so good talent with a mediocre coach. On the ADM side, and you see a good coach with mediocre talent on the South Carolina side. So, getting enough players now, you know, nobody can argue they had Lou Holtz and they had Steve Spurrier. But you remember Coach Spurrier was out in the middle of the season that last year. So, there was some internal stuff that obviously was going on uh, at that particular time. But they can't get enough. South Carolina has pretty good high school football, but you got Tennessee coming today, you got Georgia coming today, you got Florida coming up. Uh, it's not enough to go around. Uh, of course, you've got Clemson as well. They've won a couple of championships. So you've got a lot of 
you know, a distraction for the guys to recruit in the state. So they got to go out of state to do that. Uh, I think they've done a decent job, but they don't have enough talent. They don't have the twos and threes that the top echelon teams, the Georgia, the Tennessee, the Alabamas, uh, the LSU, uh, they don't have enough of those. You've got to have you got to have those twos and threes. You'll win the third, fourth quarter in the Southeast of uh, Max, we're talking with Max Howell. A lot of people now are want to know why has Eli Ricks not been playing all along. And I, I'm telling the people here, I told them this morning, blame Eli Ricks. Uh, don't blame the – if he were doing what he was supposed to do in the practice field, they would have had him in the games. He, he wasn't. Absolutely. And generally what happens there is either an injury gets a guy in or either the guy changes his ways and starts practicing really yep. hard. Or you have a game like Tennessee where the guys just get absolutely destroyed and they say, all right, well, let's, let's at least try Eli and see what he does. Yep. He played great. Now they've seen that. So, you know, I think that maybe coach got to him the week before and said, look, man, uh, I need you. You saw that out there Saturday uh, at Tennessee, but you got to practice harder. I think it'll end up being yep. a great thing for him. Him end up having to sit on the bench. Now he came out. He was lights out uh, Saturday yep. night, and Coach will be able to count on him. Now I think he'll play a big part in that LSU game uh, in two weeks. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, that, we, we all know the talent level that the guy's got. I mean, he's already shown that. Uh, but, see, again, like you said, we don't go to practice every day. Those coaches, the particular coach Saban and that staff, if you don't work hard at, play, at practice, you're going to sit over and watch. Because uh, how are you, you going to depend on them? Guys are still different than you guys on the basketball court. You've got a number six and number seven guy. Uh, you know he's a good talent. You recruited him. You've seen him do good things. But he just kind of you know, go, does enough to get by and practice every week. Do you go risk him in a, in a big ball game? Well, no. Uh, you know, you can find somebody at least give you 100%, even though he may not be as talented as the guy that's, that's sitting on the bench. I think, I think uh, if I had to pick a, a national coach of the year, I'd pick the coach at Duke. And I think he came from A&M. And I think that's one thing that's hurt. right. Yeah, I think that I think that's right. And, and you go, uh, coach. Always that that depends on what the head guy does. When you have you know when you lose, sure, one or two, he's done a great you better job. Better replace him. He beats Miami like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know what Cristobal's doing down there. I mean, obviously there must have been more internal problems that, that we know about. He didn't he didn't, he didn't bring a great staff. Uh, and we've talked about that. I recruited Miami when I was at Florida State, guys. In 50 miles of Miami, of the university, there's about 40 or 50 semi high schools. You you would never have to go, never have to spend the night on the road recruiting. Huh. I mean, there's some talent down there that can, can win national championship. If you go back to Jimmy Johnson, and, and uh, you know even Coker and that bunch was in there before. Guys, they won championships down there. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. So we know the talent. Yeah, we know the talent's there. Uh, just they aren't they aren't either getting them or they aren't doing a good enough job when they get them down. Uh, as we look at this final four, you know Clemson, they don't look like yep. one of the top four teams, but if they run it out, they're probably going to uh, get in. The big game this weekend, as far as that goes, though, you got Ohio State at Penn State. Ohio State's a fifteen point favorite. Uh, you yeah. get you get, Penn, you get Penn State any chance there at home against Ohio State? No, well, I, I think Ohio State's got more depth. Uh, you know, they got, Ohio State's a more complete football team. If you really watch, I watched a little bit of that game on Saturday, and I, you know, they they can do a lot of different. They they deserve to be where they are. 
And also back to the clip thing, guys, they, the Syracuse situation is a good football team. Uh, they had, in fact, if you notice, when we watched that game, they played a different quarterback in second, the second half. Yeah. Uh, and that kid, that kid's going to be pretty good. But, uh, Jim, uh, Debo and them just, they seem to do enough to get by, you know, and, and they don't, there's something missing in that. I couldn't have quite put my finger on it, but they don't, they don't have that killer instinct on the defense. You know, they get one or two guys make a tackle. You used to have the whole defensive front making the tackle. It's little stuff like that that makes a difference when it comes to championship. And, uh, uh, I don't know that they'll get beat, but uh, they aren't quite the clubs, of, you know, the clubs that win championships. I think Ohio State probably deserves to be number one uh, right now. I think Georgia probably two. Uh, but Don't you think, I know as you close out and make everybody, we'll try to make everybody mad if at all possible. Um, don't you think in that for Alabama to win it all, that the wideouts have got to get a heck of a lot better? We know what we know no about Junkie. And also, they've got to find another running back. Yes, I don't think you see the doubt about that. Coach, I don't, I'm, I'm sure they could get somewhat better, but they, talent wise, they're not, they're not comparable to what they've had. So they got to do some other things. Another running back would certainly help. Uh, they're gonna have to do a few things. That, uh, they're gonna have to throw the ball deep. We know, but they got to do. They got to do some other uh, stacks on each side. And, and, you know, confuse the defense or get the short ball to them and, and let them run. Uh, it's just I don't know. It's just something about that group of players that just didn't match up. Alabama's had so many great wide receivers. And look, I don't think they missed them on recruiting. I think when they got them there, but I think maybe you know the, the opposition now is kind of catching up. Uh, there are other teams out there that recruit better defensive backs. And they, the schemes do a little bit better. It, it, it just don't don't play uh, a complete offensive front either. Because uh, I mean, Bryce Young is as good as he is when he starts to scramble, but uh, you know he needs to sit, be able to sit in that pocket. Sometimes he can't do that. Uh, lastly, uh, Max, give me your honest opinion. People wear us out about, or wear me out, about Bill O'Brien. He's not creative. They don't like They want to blame him for only scoring six well, points in the second half. What's your thoughts yeah. on Bill O'Brien? Well, I, I think in critical situations, he reverts back to the NFL stuff. Okay. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And I think it needs, in the college game, it needs to be more balanced. But, uh, like Coach said a while ago, you got to have another running back. you got to be able to establish something. Uh, but, guys, on top of that, that offensive front has got to be more consistent. Uh, if you go do that, get him on the corner, bring him out to, to run pass option. Uh, and I know, you know, you got to protect him. Uh, he's not, you know, he's 190 pounds, what, 5'11", maybe. Uh, he's not built to be a great runner. But they got one at, at number two back there that is a great runner. It, it, you know, I think they could mix that a little bit more, but he's got that. Coach Saban just, you know, comes out of that same background. That number one's going to play, you know, unless you're 50 points ahead in the last three minutes. Yeah. Uh, he's going to stay back there. So he's not going to use two quarterbacks uh, at all. Uh, but to me, what signals that is recruiting down the road. you got to go find in the next couple of three years, you got to go find that 6'3", 220 guy that can run a 4'5". And make it make it a, a run past option offense, and I don't know that Bill O'Brien's you know that's not in his DNA. I don't think. 
Yeah, well, well, we'll see. There's just uh, – do you think it hurts? Like Bryce can change the play at the uh, line of scrimmage, so they're throwing all the time. Does that hurt your running game? These guys don't really learn how to run block because they're all – they don't ever know what the play's going to be before the, when they get to the line of scrimmage. Does that affect your running game at all, Max? I think psychologically it does. You know, surely you would like to think they work on that every day at practice. But now, you know, by midseason, they, you know, they, they, they put the shoulder pad – Shoulder pads, headgear on. They don't, you know, they don't do a lot of hits. Do a little goal line stuff because uh, they save themselves for Saturday. But uh, again, I think it. I, I think your organization structure from Monday to Friday still is where you're going to win the ball games. Uh, sometimes you know, and Bryce is excellent at that. Don't get me wrong. We saw uh, what one time back he stood. Did they count like ten seconds? Yeah. He threw that first, second touchdown pass. Uh, you don't get many quarterbacks that can do that. Yeah. But. Uh, He's able to do it, but I hate to see him have to do it, if that makes sense. No doubt. Well, Bryce, uh, Bryce, Max, we appreciate everything. Look forward to next week. We can really break down this L. Do some digging on that LSU-Alabama situation. <laughs> Give us some juicy inside stuff uh, next I'll, Monday. I'll be working on it. What do you think the line, what's the line going to be on that game, Max? Uh, I, Alabama will probably be favored, but it'll be close. Three to six, maybe. Thank wow. you very much. That's what I said. That three. low? Yep. Wow. Yeah. I'll be a lot If they do that, the money will pour in on Alabama. And I'm not saying they'll cover, but I'm just saying I think it would pour in on them. Thank you, well, Max. It's, it's, the Go guys ahead. in Vegas, that's all they care about, Barry. That's right. That's right. Thank you, sir. Have a great Thank week. You. Thank you. All right, there's Max Howell. Alabama won uh, till the end of this month. You got uh, actually till Monday. Uh, get that uh, special on there. Get more truck for your buck. Low rates and extended terms to help you get the ride of your dreams with a great payment. Zero. Uh, the interest rate can be as low as 1.99%. Terms available to uh, you can extend the loan term out, I'm sorry, up to 250 cash back and get 60 days of no payment. Go to www.alabama1.org for more information. I also want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. You listen to Tide 100.9. Let's see home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things moving along pretty well on this Monday morning. We're seeing some congestion now in 69 and 43 coming in the Northport and also on McFarland going through the construction zone. Now's the time to head to towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. Amazing selection, special savings, and extra cash back on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. I can walk again. I can cross my legs again. I can wear heels again. After years of living with chronic joint pain... Andrea Southern is now living a north 50. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. Those storms could be strong to severe. The high 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things moving along pretty well on this Monday morning. We're seeing some congestion now in 69 and 43 coming in the Northport and also on McFarland going through the construction zone. Now's the time to head to towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. Amazing selection, special savings, and extra cash back on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. 
It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. The Literacy Council of West Alabama serves nine counties by getting books into the hands of children and adults. The Tide 100.9 app. A town square media station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in with us this morning. Andrew Kniffer, Allstate Insurance Agent. He's my agent. Let Andrew become yours. I did 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Don't just pay the bill if you're looking for auto, home, condo, renters, motorcycle, ATV, uh, business insurance. You need an umbrella policy. Uh, he takes great care of me. He'll do the same for you. 205-722-9201. And tell him that Wimp and Barry sent you right to the Andrew Kniffer hotline. We'll get Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Good morning. I'm good, Barry. How are you? Good morning, Coach. How are y'all doing this We're morning? We're good. good. We're doing good. How are you? I'm good. How, how did the baseball go this weekend? Did y'all have a good round? Uh, we didn't play any baseball this weekend. No baseball right now. Oh, I thought you. I thought you. Were no, I was parking ball. parking cars. Uh, but actually, I I had to get down the, to the lot where we were parking from nine to twelve. Me and another guy, and basically we weren't parking cars. We were keeping anybody from coming in there to keep those spaces open when it was time to park for the game. But uh, we got there. There was one lady already parked in there. It was like eight forty. And she had her money to hand us as I park at the same. Joe got the music. She said we got the same spot every game. And she waited on us to give us the money, so I appreciated that. And then <laughs> she and her little friend were walking off at eight four. So y'all were leaving like gonna go down there all day. The game's up until six. <laughs> she said, "Yeah, we just walk around, go to the shops, and we'll go in the stadium at three thirty. I said, "Man." That's, not bad. Uh, that's not, not bad. bad. That's so, what you want to do. Yeah, uh, so. I've done it and. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I I called in, uh, Coach. Uh, you know, I thought one of the more interesting part of the conversations with Mac was uh, when you asked him about Tennessee and the scheme. Yeah. And and Matt and Matt comes out there, and I think this is interesting. It's been on me uh, ever since we played Tennessee about how they line those wide receivers up and and how. You know they can get open so so good, and and I really go back to uh, the Alabama game because you know we never saw uh, the the white kid uh, and, and the pattern he was running on us and where he was running it. But I thought that was interesting that Matt brought up. You know, uh, lining those wide receivers out so wide. Yeah, somebody else did that against Alabama. Um... Tom, I, I can't remember who it was, but uh, maybe Ohio State. But somebody did that, and I thought hurt him a great deal. It gives you straight man-to-man coverage, and if your guys are quicker than than, than our guys, and also you know where you're going, we don't. <laughs> it, it makes it it's not easy. Was it uh, Coach uh, Jack 
uh, Crow uh, last week. He said, when you got them out there like that with their speed, you can't get your hands on them. Yeah. No. Yeah, he said that. Uh, you can't. And those guys, they didn't speed on speed. And, and he says that's why they spread them out there like that because they don't want you touching them. And uh, <laughs> I mean, certainly didn't. Well, you don't hear. Hey, I watch middle play them this way. And I know that's not, you know, SEC opponent, but. I watched Middle play them uh, for a little while Saturday, just out of curiosity, and uh, and 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 Coach uh, Crow is exactly right. You don't get your hands on them; they they will they will run right by you. And uh, and I think that uh, that that was a lot of Alabama's problems. Going to be a lot of problems for a lot of people. And I don't know what uh, Kirby will do, but it'll be interesting to see how they try to try to stop that offense. You know, Max, I mean, Max, I'm sorry. Uh, Tom, you know, the way they play, I think, really gives them an opportunity to recruit well. And I know you got, oh, I know yeah. you, I know you got to recruit defensive players. I got all that. But I think if you're able to get to get the skilled players they've gotten the quarterback from, uh, from California, uh, they'll, they'll be able to get plenty of wideouts the way they play. I, I think being an offensive minded guys the way they are, I think it'll help their recruiting a great deal on, on the offensive side, more so than anybody in the league. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the, uh, the 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 thing about it is uh, I'm starting to change about this offense-defense scheme thing. Uh, I, I, I don't see anybody with the way that the game is called with the rules like they are. And I'm not trying to go down the road of officials. I'm not doing that. That was last week. And uh, but uh, the the way the game is called, the way that uh, that they go about uh, uh, the rules and everything, it, it just favors the offense so much. And and I don't see. I I think if you get a, a high powered offense, by God, you're gonna win in the SEC now. It seems like uh, the rules in all sports, basketball, football, everything's geared. Uh, toward the offense, Tom. Do you? What's wrong with this Alabama team? Am I? Is there nothing wrong with them? Uh, just something. Something. Talent. Something's missing with this team. They, they, it's talent. Is it? We're missing talent. Huh. I, I think that I think that that we've missed on on recruiting. Uh, our wide receivers. God bless their souls. Uh, I think they're they're good kids and all that kind of stuff. They they're just not good. Huh. They're think? not good. I mean, the the team that they ought to be getting open on, it's just like every other team that we play. They can't get open. Well, yeah, the Jaya Hall, no those guys leave. Line, and hey, so, the offensive line is not going to be able to hold a defense long enough for these wide receivers to get open because that will be like the middle of next week. <laughs> well, Bryce can scramble out of, you know, most, oh, of his, yeah, thank God. most of his stuff is Bryce is just hard to – He's that kid in the backyard you're chasing around. You never can get him. He's running around, and he finally wears you out trying to get him. Uh, the guy's uh, – he's an offense within himself. Uh, but, it, you know, your best receivers at Tennessee were two true freshmen. Uh, so, I don't – you know, that's not good. It, it, it don't matter anymore. They can, they come in now. They're ready to go if uh, if they're good enough. And uh, But I, I want to – can I change the subject? Just a little bit, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, you know the uh, the the job that uh, the coach at Tennessee has done is just mind boggling to me. Yeah. When he got there, everybody was dogging him. He he was Wikipedia coach, and he was this, he was that. He can't do. 
And that guy come in there and blew this thing wide open, turned that program around in no time flat. And uh, But then you look over and you look at A&M, and it is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, uh, Coach Hype will come in there with uh, not a big salary and all that kind of stuff, but money at A&M, oh, it's just it's a no-brainer. They'll win everything because of all the money they got. And look at the comparison between the two. Well, this will tell you all you need to know. <clears throat> Texas A&M's at home. We just watched Ole Miss play, and they were pathetic. Yeah. And Ole Miss is favored uh, at Texas A&M this weekend by you know, two and a half. Uh, so that tells you all you need to know there. Well, I know Barry. I know Barry's Barry's too young for this, and Tom may may be too young as well, but. A&M has always been that way. Back uh, years, pro- back uh, back years ago, for you guys, I, I don't know where you were. Uh, Gene Stallings was the head coach was the head coach at A&M, and they opened right. they opened every year against LSU. And of course, I had known Gene when he was here. You know, we were good friends. Our, our kids were friends, and Barry's name that and all that kind of stuff. He he couldn't beat LSU with a beating machine. Uh, they they beat him every every time. They they just never were. I kept saying I, get, I kept saying this is the year A and M's going to beat them. And I was wanting A and M to beat them. A and M has always, to some degree, been a wonderful place to live. Have a lot of money, great people, great place to visit, but they don't win. <laughs> They've always been that True. way. True. True. Some things never change. You know, uh, Georgia was like that to some degree. And uh, but Kirby uh, went in there, and I think he understood that what was wrong and knew how how to fix it. And he, and you know, my hats off to him. He's done it, and uh, uh, and he's got them rolling uh, like Coach Saban did Alabama. Good recruit, good scheme, good everything. And uh, but you're exactly right. I remember A and M. I don't remember when Coach Stalling was the head coach there. Oh, you're too young, dog. You're too young. When I was there, the head coach was was R. When I was there, was R.C. Slocum. Slocum. No, no, R.C. Slocum. I'm hacked off because Tom's a lot younger than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Not well, yeah, but uh, everybody's younger than me. (laughs) It was the same thing with Jackie Sherrill, though. Yeah. Same exact thing. I mean, he'd open with LSU, and LSU would hand it to him every yeah. year. Every, and, uh, and when when Beavs was there, Stallings was there. He just we never could win. Slocum he was, was so there. Bad. They had a they had a real plan in recruiting. I mean, they had all the bells and whistles in recruiting. And they recruited well. They were good, but not great. Uh, something in that job is missing. It's not the fans because they're there. It's not the Alumni, they got plenty of money. They recruit big time players. They got the best facilities money can buy, but they're missing something. And I don't, I can't exactly put my finger I, I on don't it. Know either, but, uh, I, I agree with what y'all say. There's no reason that they uh, should not. That, uh, tell you what, there's no reason there should be four losses in a row to, to A&M right now. And, uh, and, and I went to their message boards uh, Saturday out of curiosity after the game. <laughs> and, and they were uh, they were killing Jimbo, but uh, the number one thing was you know you're running an old fashioned offense and it's not going to win. That's what's wrong out here. Stay off the message board, Tom. Those things are lethal. Stay off the message board. That's death nail for Jimbo. <laughs> those message boards are lethal. And you know those fans, they look over at Tennessee and they're ripping and running like jackrabbits up and down the ru- uh, field. 
And they go, you know what? We, we need some of that. Now, here, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a lot of transfers at Tennessee from A&M. <laughs> A&M should just go get Tennessee's coach. Hey, there you go. I tell you they what, ain't going to pay no $50 million. Shoot. I think one place he's not going to go, though. I read this in an article. He He's not going to go to Oklahoma. They might as well not say anything because they made him. They, they hurt him really bad when he was working there. And uh, and I'm, I'm reading that he has no love for uh, for Oklahoma unless a lot of things change out there. Yeah, that won't change. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Bye. All right, we get to break here. We get uh, a main man, Doug Bell. We he's a genius, at... isn't he, this week? And Doug a genius How did Doug week? do this week, Joe? I don't I even know. I think he's a genius. What, did he, he hit one game? <laughs> he hit two, I think. Wow, he is. I a think genius. he. I think he took LSU. Did he? Right. Yeah, he must copy. We liked paper. his picks. I remember we liked. He may have gone three and zero this week. What do you get? Copied my paper. Well, I'll tell you what. Don't tell him, Joe. Let him. Let him hang on to them. Everybody wants to know how Doug did. So he, can brag. he can brag. Royal Cleaners, pickup and delivery. They're making life easy for you. Just dial 205-391-0034. They'll come right to you at work, right to your home. Pick up all the laundry, clean it up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off three locations, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, they'll take great care of you and your stuff. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you once again, 205-391-0034. The guru, Doug Bell, is next. Listen, Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox has joined the other mayors from Alabama's 10 biggest cities in Auburn. They're discussing issues relevant to municipalities. They're also hosting a press conference at 11 this morning in Auburn to support Anaya's Law, a state constitutional amendment on the November the 8th ballot. That amendment is named in honor of Anaya Blanchard, who investigators say died at 19 when she was abducted from a gas station in Auburn, then murdered by a man on bail for a previous violent event. I'm Don Hartley. Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Things moving along pretty well on this Monday morning. We're seeing some congestion now on 69 and 43 coming in the north port and also on McFarland going through the construction zone. Now's the time to head to towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. Amazing selection, special savings, and extra cash back on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. At Julio Jones Kia in Tuscaloosa, we realize the economy is affecting all of us in a variety of ways, from high gas prices and food prices to higher... Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build. Just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny today with a warm afternoon, the high around 80. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 50. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. Those storms could be strong to severe, the high 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 49 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We'll get right up to the Alabama One Hotline. He is with PGA Tour Radio, CBS Sports Headquarters. He joins us every Monday with his picks, and we'll look at his picks and how he did this week. Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. Hey, Doug. (laughs) Hey, Barry and Coach. Uh, Hey, I was at the golf tournament last week, by the way. Have you guys ever been to Congaree in Ridgeland, South Carolina? No, I haven't, but uh, Rory must have played pretty well. He played great. First off, that golf course, I know you guys, you know, have some South Carolina ties. Um, I've never been to Congaree. I'd heard a lot about it. You know, it's 35 miles from Savannah, about 40 miles from Hilton Head. And it's out in the middle of nowhere, but, man, what a unique golf course. I mean, it is. The players thought it was incredible. Trey Mullinax told me it was in his top five courses that he has ever played in his life. So pretty cool. But, yeah, Rory played fantastic. What town's that close to? Uh, Ridgeland, it's close to Savannah and Hilton Head. Okay. And and if you ever get a chance to play, Coach, or Barry, uh, you know, if somebody says, hey, come over and play Congaree, go play it. I mean, it is really, really a special play. It's hard, but it's it's a beautiful play. Yeah, there's a lot of nice courses over in South Carolina, uh, yeah. in Myrtle Beach and uh, down yeah. Hilton Head and all those areas. There's supposed to be some big-time course near Augusta. What is that course kind of? Made at just like Augusta National. The guy got mad because he get, couldn't get on, had all kind of money, and built something just like it. Do you know the name <laughs> of that? You know what? Of course no, I don't. Never heard of that. Uh, I'm not sure, Barry. Yeah. Um, all I know is the the guys who built Congaree. Uh, I mean, this is out in the middle of the boonies, and they just wanted to build their own golf course, a very unique place, and they wanted a, they wanted a PGA Tour event. They actually want a major championship. And that may happen down the road um, because, again, the player – you know, it's, it's one of these courses that looks like a, a course you might see in Australia with all the natural areas and the sand dunes and, and things like that. And, and again, the players, you know, even Rory McIlroy said, you know, the great thing about Congaree was that they just don't play courses that look like that very often in the United States. And so that's why these, that's why these players really loved it. And that's why they came back to play it. You know, Rory, only time we'll see him in the United States this fall or – playing the PGA Tour was this past week and same with John Rahm and some of the other guys. So it, it was great to see him. And they, they played well. Rory played fantastic. So they're over in Bermuda uh, this week, Doug? Yeah, it's funny, guys. You know, the, the schedule now, um, I mean, last week all the big names were there and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, etc. And by the way, Justin Thomas gets married in three weeks and that's why, like, Rory Macro or excuse me, Ricky Fowler he said, guys, I'd love to play again in the fall, but my buddy Justin's getting married. I'm going to be in the wedding. Jordan Spieth's going to be in the wedding. Um, I saw Smiley Kaufman, who is no longer playing, but he's on TV, and he's going to be in that wedding. So JT's going to get hitched here in about three weeks. So all those guys I just named, they're not going to play anymore this fall. We'll see them in Hawaii at the Tournament of Champions. But, yeah, Barry, the, the tour goes to Bermuda. I'm flying over there Tuesday. 
and it, it'll be fun. Hopefully the weather will hold out. Right now the forecast doesn't look great, but yeah, it goes to Bermuda, and then they come back and go to Mexico. They go to Houston, and then the last tournament of the calendar year will be Davis Love's tournament over in Sea Island, Georgia. Wow. Yep. Okay. Let's hear you picks last week. I think you did well. I can't remember, but uh, you can start bragging. Well, uh, let's go through them real quick. Joe, get uh, Joe, get your uh, button ready over there. All right, so going into last week, Doug was 10, 13, and 1. Now, that's not terrible. No. It's not good, but it's not terrible. Uh, all right, so. I won my blue play. He, uh, Syracuse at Clemson. Doug said, take the Tigers. Uh, oh, no. Uh, we didn't get that one, Doug. Ole Miss at LSU. When Doug picked it, it was an even. Uh, it didn't matter. He said, take the Tigers. Uh, and Doug, how did he do there, Joe? And there we go, cheering that one up. Then Mississippi State at Alabama. He, Dad said he copied off his paper. He said, ride <laughs> with the tide. Minus 21. He did, Joe. All right, so Doug, that runs that record to 12, 14, and 1. So you made a little ground up this week. So your thoughts about yeah, your picks? Yeah, well, 14, he, got, he hit, got one and got two right. So he had, yeah, he was 10, 13, <laughs> yeah. and 1. That yeah, congratulations. One. You're, you're gaining on it. Yeah, 12, 14, and 1. <laughs> Doug, he's on Well, you know, it's, it's a – Go ahead, Doug. <laughs> no, I said it's a constant battle, guys, but you just never give up. But I feel like the second half of this season – or at least the last quarter of the season is going to be a big winner. Oh yeah, so, mm-hmm. you gotta yeah. you gotta keep you gotta keep firing, don't you, Doug? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, last night I got done with the golf tournament, and I go to work, guys. I mean, I'm putting pencil to paper, trying to come up with winners because I know I'm coming on your show, and I, you know, I got to finish strong here. I got to finish hot. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dad hit his. He's five and four now. It's not like he's I, setting it on fire, but five and four. Is actually pretty good. Uh, that's a winning record, and with the juice and all, he's probably made fifty bucks uh, there. So, Doug, where are you le- where are you leaning this week? <laughs> well, you know, the one game I was leaning to, and, and it's not among my three. I kind of like Florida getting twenty two against Georgia down in Jacksonville. They both had the off week, but I'm gonna, I shied away from that. That initially that was my pick, but uh, you know that's one of those leaners. And, and I, by the end of the week, I could go with that direction. But here's who I like, guys. Tennessee, 12-and-a-half-point favorite over Kentucky at home. And, I, listen, the more I watch Tennessee, the more I think they could be like LSU with Joe Burrow a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, remember LSU beat Alabama in that shootout with Tua and then and then beat Georgia and went on to win the SEC championship. We, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I like Tennessee to cover against Kentucky. Uh, nobody's been able to slow down that Tennessee offense, which is a little unique, the way they line up those wide receivers just to step off the sideline. So let's go with Tennessee to cover against Kentucky. And Kentucky's been somewhat of a disappointment. And then this is the one that I thought was relatively easy. Arkansas given four at Auburn. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I just can't see Auburn slowing down an Arkansas team that I think is, is darn good. They're one and, and three. They're, Arkansas is one and three in the SEC, Doug. I know, I know. But I'm telling you guys, Arkansas is going to go in and just run, run, run against Auburn. They're going to cover. All right. so I, like, I like Arkansas in that game. 
That's and good. I should have been in Ohio State last week against Iowa, but I was 30. fearful of those the point spread, and 30. Iowa's defense is pretty good. I, Ohio State killed them. I think Ohio State covers at Penn State. Mm. It's only a 15-point spread. Mm. Ohio State. 15 and a half. Playing. No, you should. It's 15 and a yep. half, Doug. 15 and a half right, right. now. I'll go, I'll go 15 and a half. All right. Ohio State. Ohio State rolls into Happy Valley there and steamrolls Penn State, which, by the way, Penn State, I mean, they beat Minnesota last week. Okay, I'll give them that. But they got scorched by Michigan just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I think Ohio State and Tennessee are your two best offenses in the country. And it's just one of the – you know, the way college football is, uh, you know, you leave those offenses in there virtually the whole game. They just keep throwing. They keep scoring. So – that's what I like, guys. I like Tennessee to cover over Kentucky, Arkansas to cover over Auburn, and Ohio State to cover over Penn State. Don't compare scores when you try to get – you don't compare scores. You have to figure out the, the mental part of it, yeah. where they played last week, yeah. who they're going to play next Doug, week. Doug, why don't you ever take dogs? You and Dad never take a dog. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, that's a good question, Barry. And, and oftentimes when I'm looking at it, I asked myself that same question, <laughs> but 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 here here's my theory: this, college football today is such an offensive game, and when those offenses get rolling, like I said, Tennessee, Ohio State, it, it's just uh, you, you know it's like a floodgate; it, it busts open and they just keep scoring, and so that's why I think those teams will cover, and that's why I go with favorites mostly because I'm I'm really going with the offense. It used to be where you could go with the defense. But just like the Ohio State game last week against Iowa, you know, Iowa does have a very good defense. Statistically, they're in the top ten in the country, but they just simply couldn't stop an Ohio State team that just kept throwing. And they have all those different receivers that can catch passes. And it's, that's, that's why I do that, Barry. Doug, who wins this Ole Miss-Texas A&M game? Well, that, that and, and, you know, I, I was looking at that game, and I kept hearing Coach in my mind, going trap game, trap game, trap game. Um, and Texas A&M, you know. Texas A&M is an underdog at home. I know. And, and they, they got to that poor start at South Carolina, but then actually played pretty good the last two and a half quarters. Um, I, I kind of like Texas A&M to win outright and hand Ole Miss their second straight loss. I, I, think, I think what we saw in the LSU game, I think that exposed the Ole Miss defense. You can and, and listen, we saw it against Auburn. Uh, Auburn, the last two and a half quarters, ran the ball very, very well against Ole Miss, and that's all LSU did. They simply just they were more physical and just ran it right down Ole Miss's throat. And I think Texas A&M is going to try to do the same thing at home. Well, since you're since you're so versatile and, and gotten where you're just you know <laughs> winning two out of three, do you know anything about baseball at all? <laughs> Do you, who would you yeah, pick? It? Who would you pick? Okay, who would you pick with to win the series? The Phillies versus Houston. Well, here's the deal: <laughs> Houston is seven and zero in the playoffs, guys. I mean, they are. They haven't lost. You know, what they, that, they what's that the mean? Mariners. That means they have the best pitching, starting and bullpen by far. When you okay. compare them to the Philadelphia Phillies, granted, the Phillies beat the Cardinals uh, that first game. You know, in the wild card series, you know, they were down 2 nothing, top of the ninth, score six against the Cardinals, turn that series around. Then you beat the Braves, which is very impressive. Uh, and, and then, of course, the Padres was kind of a toss-up series, and, and Bryce Harper was, was great. But I think, I think if you're comparing now, you're saying, hey, the Phillies are the hottest team. 
Well, I don't know. The Astros haven't lost, and they swept the Yankees. So the Astros are the best team in okay. that matchup, and I think that will prove, prove it out. And I think, I think the Phillies might win a game maybe. But in the end, the Astros. And Dusty Baker will get his first World Series. Dusty title. Baker, that cotton-picking toothpick in his mouth. He's, he don't do jack crap. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean he doesn't do jack crap? He's been, he's been there 25. He opened up. He he came into the league with the Braves. He's been there 25 years making major league money. He They're 100, 106 and 56. He's doing something right. <laughs> but pretty good team, yeah. And, and, and the Astros now in the World Series for the last six years. So they, they certainly are. And listen, well, our listeners would like to know before you leave, what percentage do you think it will be for Alabama to win the national championship? Um, well, you know, I, good question. Uh, I, think, I think Alabama wins the rest of their games this season, Ooh. and then they're going to either play they're either going to play Tennessee in a rematch or Georgia uh, in a replay of last year's SEC championship where they'll really? meet. And yeah, so um, did you see uh, the game? They, did you see the game? They go to Ole Miss. They go to LSU. Nah, they go to both you, those. Did you see the game Saturday yep. night, Doug? <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, got did done. You got done like, with the golf. Did you feel like that the officials made up for all the calls that Alabama didn't get against Tennessee? Well, <laughs> on Bryce Young, I mean, they breathe on him. They call yeah. her up in the passer. Well, the the easy answer is yes. Uh, but I will say this: It was a different officiating crew. Uh, Thank you. The officiating crew that that called the Tennessee game was the same officiating crew that called the Texas A and M game last season. So I, I don't know. Is there something to that? I, I think probably. Um, yeah. No, Bayer. It, it's amazing when you go from seventeen penalties to three. Yeah. I mean, that's just. Uh, well, did they improve that much in a week? He yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, they the guy touched Bryce with a finger, and they call roughing the passer. Uh, so it told yeah. me that Saban was on him. Uh, he was so mad at the end of the game they called that pass interference call that he's been all over these officials uh, and the director all week about the the game. He wouldn't say it publicly, but I'm You're sure. Talking about it in the Tennessee game, Barry. Well, I'm saying they got a call late. On against them against Mississippi State, they got the ball down there. And he was mad about that. Oh, okay, that game. Yeah, so I, but I'm thinking he's basically saying, I don't know how to coach these defensive backs anymore. You guys are uh, calling it so different these days. He blew his blew his stack at the end of the game against uh, Mississippi State, Doug. Well, and Barry, listen, and, and you guys know a coach knows. I mean, you guys are obviously basketball, but football is the same way, and even more so. I mean, during the week, the head coaches call. The, uh, the director of officials and they they have discussions and they talk and 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 you know they show video clips this and that and there is a discussion going on and there's no question that the officiating crew last Saturday uh, they had several conference calls with the league office before that game and and listen that is not a that is not a bad thing that is, that is that's just the way it plays out and so I don't think there's any question that that officiating crew went into the game thinking. We have to protect that quarterback, and that's exactly what happened. And, 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 you know, good for the FCC. Again, it goes back to what we talked about last week. Officiating overall in college football, uh, in my mind, is it's subpar. Because, we're, again, we're talking about officiating crews where these gentlemen are getting older, uh, eyesight, reflexes, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, familiarity, you know, you work with the same 
crew every week. I think I think it would be helpful if they switch crews around. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things in officiating, but Barry, it goes back to what you said. There's just not enough guys, not enough people to be officials. So you have to kind of stick with the same people year in and year out. But I saw all his, his officials all night, visited with him for a good while. Yeah, what did he say, Coach? Uh, he just said he'd be on the show, but he didn't want too many calls right now about different stuff. He didn't have time to do all that. Yeah. And I understood. So. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a hard job. Very, I, I get he's it. He's very very good. I think he's yeah. I think he's head of the national uh, nationally now. I think he is. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's it's, it's difficult. It, it really really is. And, and nowadays, obviously, they're protecting quarterbacks on all levels. And I thought it was interesting last night. You know the. It, they made such a huge deal about Tua coming back for the Dolphins. And, and even the pregame interview, uh, Tua said, listen, I'm not going to uh, – I'm going to be diving more, sliding more, running out of bounds more, throwing it. You know, if nobody's open, I'm going to get rid of it. And then sure enough, there on that opening drive, uh, he's down there in the red zone, and he puts his head down yeah. and just he runs right into a, to a linebacker. And, of course, in, after the game, they questioned him again. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's instinctive for those guys, but, but point being is that, yes, they're trying to protect the quarterback at all costs. And okay. I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Doug, tell them about MD, wellness, and aesthetics before we let you go. Yeah, absolutely, guys. The doctor's in. Dr. Mancuso's in today and Friday. Uh, it's free medical consultation. Uh, MD, wellness, and aesthetics, 205-582-9216, 650 Inverness Corners. Uh, call up Susan. She will answer. She's in there today in about 22 minutes at 9 o'clock and set up an appointment. And, again, we're talking about all the stuff that men and women are all doing, and we're talking about Botox, uh, the laser treatments, B12 shots, uh, all sorts of facials and things like that. It's just trying to get rid of the, uh, the old wrinkles, the old look, and try to look younger and feel better, and that's what it's all about at MD Wellness and Aesthetics. Thank you, Doug. Talk to you next week, guys. Looking for three and zero this week, Doug. Yes, yes. Thank you. All right, there's Doug Bell. Uh, great guy there. We'll see his picks are a little bit getting a little better. He always takes the favor, though, doesn't he, Doug? I mean, uh, Joe. He and Dad they love the favors. All right, uh, B Dry. Uh, they need to go to bdryalabama.com dot com for more information. For more than six. For more than 60 years, B-Dry owners have trusted B-Dry for waterproofing and foundation repair service. These are outstanding people. We've had them on our show for a long, long time. They're backed by the strongest lifetime warranty in the industry. You can call them at 946-3390. But if you want a dry basement, the B-Dry experts will design solutions that will solve your basement problem. They have these patented basement waterproofing and foundation repair products as well, and those products will go into effect to certainly keep that water from coming back in to your basement after they've dried it up. You have a 12-month interest of free financing, which is a good deal for you. I think that the customers who have been with B-Dry all these years, 60 years, are very satisfied with what B-Dry does for them. There's nothing more important in your home than a dry basement. With B-Dry, you have a lifetime warranty, a dry basement for life. Your floors one and two are not affected. Your basement is in good shape. So I would suggest that you give B Dry a call. Sixty years of service they put to everybody in this area. Two zero five nine four six three three nine zero. 
This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. This is Timothy Bowens with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide defeated the Mississippi State Bulldogs 30-6 on Saturday. The Crimson Tide kept its SEC West record perfect despite going through adversity. Nick Saban provided context and clarity for the Jermaine Burton situation. A preseason All-American made his presence felt in his first start with the Tide. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, 69 northbound heavy from Bear Creek up to Skylet. McFarland heavy eastbound at construction zone of Northport. Rose Boulevard heavy at County High. 69 congested at Union Chapel. Now's the time to head to towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. Amazing selection, special savings, and extra cash back on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Pritch Covered Hayes. Outstanding attorneys and brother, they know what they're doing. They've been very successful over the years, and their phone number is 205-345-1234. Let me tell you something. They're located in Tuscaloosa, but they've been doing business. They're great attorneys, three really outstanding attorneys all over the country, especially in the southeast and uh, a lot in the Birmingham area. So if you have a problem with somebody on the highway, with kinfolks, somebody next door, whatever it might be, and Prince Clover and Hayes for the people for you to talk to. Three four five one two three four. Easy number to remember with a two hundred five area code. They're the absolute best. They'll do a great job for you. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. Girl Scouts do more than sell cookies. They're exposed to so many opportunities in science or outdoors, animal medicine, robot. Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Woodson Brooks, it's a touchdown for Navy. You wonder what happened? Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protected from its unwanted pest this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. And now's a great time to get that lawn sprayed as it's getting cooler outside to protect it. Uh, and when it gets to springtime, it'll come out green, looking great. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1, and get $60 off your initial pest control service. Uh, Joe, I saw you shaking your head. 
when I asked uh, somebody about oh, Tom, I think it was, what what's Alabama's problem? And maybe they don't have a problem. Maybe I'm just seeing things. They're seven and one. Uh, you know, everything's still right there in front of them. They've had two games come down the last play, three games come down the last play. They they won two of them. Uh, they won thirty to six. It was to me kind of a boring game. They scored six points in the second half. They didn't. They didn't look great as a business like performance. Uh, Mike Leach even criticized his players and said that uh, he thinks they're scared of Alabama players and the jersey and very critical of them. You don't think? And you were shaking. No, it's not a lack of talent. Is there a problem? Am I just? Making things up, is everything going to be okay? Uh, what's your thoughts on this team? No, I mean, that's what I was shaking my head at because Tom suggested there was a lack of talent on the team. It's got There's problems. Uh, you, when you're only rushing for 1.8 yards per carry against Mississippi State, you're scoring two field goals on the on the game's last seven possessions. There's there's problems. Hello? Yeah, Coach, you're on. You're on. Go ahead. Okay. There, there, there's uh, problems for sure. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that's happening is that they have looked so good when they look a little bit mediocre, we think they're bad. <laughs> a little bit. Because they're so good, the quarterback is so good that when they have a little bit of a off night that we we tend to really think that things have gone downhill. I'm one of I I think I think the wide outs are what they what I was afraid of to start with. So it'll be I think they're they're so good though that many people just feel like that because they didn't play quite up stuff they've gotten bad. I don't believe that particularly. Well, you know they've looked undisciplined in certain games. They certainly didn't uh, on Saturday night. It was a you know they got up pretty quick, and I think they just kind of took care of business. I, and I didn't. Joe, I wasn't there, and I, I need to pull up the chart there, but it seemed like he kept the starters in there pretty much the entire game, never went to the bench uh, much. Uh, people were wondering, you know, I don't know if he did the very, very end, but he pretty much kept all the guys in there, didn't he, throughout the game? Until the last probably uh, one, dr- one drive on offense yeah. and probably the last drive on defense, he rotated some guys. The pro- One of the problems for Alabama this weekend was you had several guys miss the game with minor injuries. Uh, so so there, it was a... Uh, an opportunity for a lot of younger guys to to get playing time and to to uh, to make their impact on the field. So it's a mixture of both starters and younger guys throughout the game. Uh, but yeah, to, to your larger point, he did, he kept the starters in uh, until about the last drive for each of the offense and the defense. Hey, your boy Tyler Harrell got a got a reception. Did he uh, on the last drive with the backups with Jalen Milrow? <laughs> yeah. Uh... You know, the running back room, we talked about how deep it was uh, going into the season. What's going on there? I think Gibbs is just very, very special. I think Gibbs is really uh, – uh, is a special running back. I think McClellan kind of got himself in the doghouse with his fumble against A&M. Um, uh, but, shoot, they were the offensive line wasn't getting any push the whole game. Uh wasn't, wasn't really opening things up. And I'm – uh, you know, usually I'm not. Usually I'm pro coordinator, offensive and defensive coordinator, but I'm really questioning Bill O'Brien's ability to be to to call a creative game plan and call an effective game plan. 
Dad, you putting any of this on Bill O'Brien? Got to be a little bit on him. Are they all right? No, oh, I think it's. I think it's. A, I think uh, what he runs is fine. I think the players got to execute better. I, I do. I think. I think. You, I think also that we have to understand that the quarterback changes can change the call when he gets to the line of scrimmage, and whatever Bill is called, uh, he can change that, and he does a lot of times. So I think it's. We're going to criticize him. We're going to, have to criticize Bryce a little bit as well. And uh, I, Bryce doesn't have much criticism for me. That'd be hard to criticize Bryce. What percent do you give Alabama, Joe, and Dad? Then we'll wrap this thing up. I'm not talking about the SEC championship game, but uh, what percent do you give them to run the table to get to Atlanta 11 and 1? I would say. My mind would be only be 75%. 75%. Joe? Uh, mine's closer to 60%. 60%. Where's What's the one game you're, they're most worried about? The one uh, LSU or or at uh, Ole Miss? At for me, LSU. <laughs> so Joe's, LSU for me. Joe's saying at Ole Miss. You're saying LSU. Uh, they're going to beat Austin P and they're going to beat Auburn. Uh, and so it's down to a two-game season. Then they you know, obviously have to win the, the game in Atlanta to make the Final Four if they, if they want to run. The you know, uh, for, for, both the, for both of you guys, the, uh, if you want to call it third string or however you want to say it, uh, he's a good young player. But the kid from Tennessee has not gotten to play any at all. Will he be a guy that might play in the Austin P game a little bit? I think he's been in a snap or two. Uh Oh, has he? Yeah, he, he's that. been in. He can obviously play four games. Uh, I don't know, Joe. Is he a guy you throw out there against Austin P? Get him some. Get him some. Heck yeah, minutes. Absolutely. I mean, Austin P's going to be. Uh, oh my God, it's going to be <laughs> not even worth any of our time. He's going to get some playing time. P. Let's go, P. Uh, don't talk bad about Austin P in front of Doug. Governors. Yeah. So they're terrible. There is no reason. Barry, what do you think? Barry, what do you think they paid Austin P to come? Yeah, that's not a Division One team. They're one double A, aren't they, Joe? They're probably getting them for a half a million, probably in here. That's ridiculous. What do you think they're paying? Like they're they're not having to pay them like a Division One team, so they're probably getting half a million. Think that's about right? Uh probably. Yeah, they're probably giving them meals. They'll probably give them a bus. <laughs> give them a bus. That's ridiculous. We shouldn't be doing that. Paying Austin P. <laughs> No, yeah. uh, what what what's Alabama getting out of that? They're not getting anything out of that. I haven't been to a game all year, and I think I'm going to go to the Auburn game. I got to find some tickets. So somebody oh, you'll wants be able to find some tickets. I, yeah, I don't think game. it's going to be a tough They'll be ticket. Giving them but away. I, yeah, I want to just ask all your Auburn buddies. They'll be giving. Uh, if anybody them. wants me and Jenny and Mac, Mac's never been to a game. If y'all want us to sit in a box with you, let me know. Oh, uh, you oh, can even. We're, 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 you're not going to. Well, I'm going to aim high. I mean, I'm aiming for the box, but I'll probably be in the end zone. You probably better get free tickets from your Auburn buddies. Yeah, we ain't got good tickets. I want good tickets. Auburn people ain't got good tickets for that game. So uh, that's Thanksgiving week. So, all right, uh, we'll get out. We'll make way for the Gary Harris Show. We appreciate Max Howell joining us in the first hour. And then our man Douglas Bell. Uh, Joe, I don't remember my picks. I don't know that I did real well. I'm about to grade them. Uh, so we'll see. Mm, I'm not, I can't remember who I picked. Hope hope Gary and and Carrie Clark didn't do well because I may be in second. What about me? 
Oh, you're so you're so far back. It don't even matter. What I'm you not did. that far behind. I, I'm about eight and two last week. Well, that's one week. It's, it's a the whole season. You're like nine games back from me. I, I'm not. I am about, not nine games uh, back. I was five games back. I'm not even worried about you. Alabama one wwwalabama one dot org. Get more truck for your buck. Rates as low as one point nine nine percent. You can extend those loan terms out. Get $250 cash back and 60 days of no payment. This uh, opportunity will end next Monday on Halloween, so take advantage of it now. Go to www.alabama1.org. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, 69 northbound, heavy from Bear Creek up to Skyland. McFarland heavy eastbound at construction zone on Northport. Rose Boulevard heavy at County High, 69 congested at Union Chapel. Now's the time to head to Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. Amazing selection, special savings, and extra cash back on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort. Your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports at the county. 50. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night, those storms could be strong to severe. The high 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 50 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, 69 northbound, heavy from Bear Creek up to Skyland. McFarland heavy eastbound at construction zone on Northport. Rose Boulevard heavy at County High, 69 congested at Union Chapel. Now's the time to head to towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. Amazing selection, special savings, and extra cash back on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Bum, 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 bum. I miss my baby, someone stole my baby. By the way, my baby is my landscaping truck that was literally stolen from a job site. Baby, won't you please come? Themselves and others. Find out where you can get the COVID vaccine today at alabamaunites.com. Please get vaccinated. If you have symptoms, also get tested for COVID-19. Alabama Unites Against COVID. Sponsored by the ADPH, the ABA, and this station. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on.